The objective in, in both situations is to de-risk and to put out the best, biggest opportunity as quickly as possible. It's the process that needs to be different. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Sanjeev Gajiwala, who is the Chief Growth Officer, North America Zone for Kraft Heinz. Sanjeev, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. So glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I want to kind of start, uh, before we dive in Kraft Heinz, I want to start with the journey that's gotten you to, uh, to today. Uh, where were you before your current role? Yeah, uh, I started at Kraft Heinz about 16 months ago. And prior to that, I was chief marketing officer at Mark Anthony Brands, which is a alcohol beverage company that focuses in the flavored malt beverage space. You know, a smaller company, brands like Mike's Hard Lemonade. Um, and I had the opportunity to launch White Claw Hard Seltzer in 2016. You know, my background has always been at the sort of intersection of digital and communities. I've spent a lot of time in startups as a product manager for an online gaming product all the way to, you know, launching small brands and challenger brands in big industries like alcohol beverage. Um, you know, and I think the opportunity at Kraft Heinz has been one that's very exciting because I look at our, you know, iconic portfolio of brands as a portfolio of challengers uh, competing for consumers' attention, thinking about innovation differently and how we bring these products to life in a new and different way. So let's dive in and talk about that challenger mindset, because if you talk to a lot of your peers in CPG, that's not necessarily always the, the mindset they come in with. So how have you thought about rethinking the marketing strategy over the recent years? Yeah, um, I think for us, it's really about the consumer. And one of the things we've been trying to do over the last couple of years is bring a sense of that consumer obsession into our marketing. Uh, we want to put it into our innovation, our communications, and have that sort of creativity and awareness of culture at the forefront of everything we do. Um, you know, if you think back 30, 40, 50 years ago, right, it was it was really easy if you were large-scale CPG because you had a, a brand, you could generate tremendous reach via linear TV and traditional media, and you, you had the best access to the retail environment. If you, you know, look at today, especially post-pandemic, you have an incredibly fragmented uh, consumer population. You have uh, an incredibly fragmented media environment. And you have all of these disruptive ways to market for challenger brands. And I think for us to compete, we need more than the traditional advertising toolkit to solve those challenges. And that's what we're trying to build. And you can see that in the results from a creativity standpoint. Um, you know, In 2021, we had six placements of our activations on late night television, You know, not obviously a huge bellwether, but I think a marker of how we're resonating in culture and how we're thinking about the consumer. And we're starting to build uh, those types of muscles here every day. You know, one of the muscles you kind of talk about is the need to be channel agnostic. That's not a mindset that has always been in the world of Kraft Heinz and other CPG where it's big retail first. What do you think's changed that mindset? And how are you driving that shift within a company that was built more with retail first? Yeah, it starts with consumer insights for us, Dave. And we've really spent a lot of time investing in infrastructure to help us understand from a first-party data standpoint and a third-party data standpoint who our consumer is and where they are. And then we're investing more against that consumer. So for reference, you know, we're, we're investing $100 million more million in media this year than we were three years ago. 
And we've shifted that media into digital channels. You know, I think if you went back to 2020, we were probably a 50-50 traditional digital. And as we look to this year, now over two-thirds of our dollars are in digital channels. And we continue to see that moving in that direction because we want the ability to personalize our messages by leveraging our first-party data to put it into channels that matter. And as you talk about in terms of retail, as retailers are standing up their own media networks, it behooves us to really understand where the best opportunity is for our investments and how we can do so in a way that reflects what is the greatest lifetime value for those investments with consumers and our brands. You know, So we stood up a first-party data lake in 2021. We increased the size of that data uh, uh, in the number of profiles by over 30%. We now have the ability to uh, understand consumers across hundreds of attributes, and we can, we've built the muscle much like some of the startups that uh, you know you feature are personalizing. So we're testing on Instagram, we're testing on Amazon, we're trying different messages to understand what tr- moves the needle, and and that's really where we've understood the value of you know thinking about channels more as a way to get to a consumer rather than the be all and end all. So in several of the answers, you know, you've kind of mentioned consumer, and it's all about the consumer and starting with the consumer. With this goal of being everywhere the consumer is, how do you take all of this data information you built in first-party data, et cetera, and now build upon it for the next level? I think as we think about our brands, we want to take our brands, consumers, and culture and find the intersection of them. So this past year, we took the data and we built a proprietary data science algorithm and application that we've called Craftomatic to help us understand all of that data. So now we can take our own information, third-party information, retailer information, advertiser information, and start to understand this consumer, which we think is going to inform our future innovation, our product development, our marketing, and how we operate. And we're starting to take that information and put it into our brand work. So, you know, understanding the consumer in this way, understanding the intersection of that consumer with our brands, we have the opportunity to really take some of these magnificent, wonderful brands, Oscar Mayer, Heinz, Kraft Mac and Cheese, and almost take the foundations back down to the studs, the the, the brand, and build back uh, foundations, architecture, and campaigns that reflect our understanding of the consumer through some of these data investments. So you see that in our Oscar Mayer Keep It Oscar campaign. You see it um, in how we think about the insight around kids and food with Lunchables and our Built to Be Eaten campaign and how we're able to drive some conversations by bringing flavors of Kraft Mac and Cheese into ice cream in our partnership past summer with Van Leeuwen. Uh, And that's translating to business results. Van Leeuwen is actually going to be distributed inside Walmart for the first time ever on the back of that insight of what Kraft Mac and Cheese can be. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. When you look at innovation, you know, if you look at historically for big CPG, it was very methodical. 
took place over several years. It was about de-risking, understanding consumer, and helping guarantee success as much as you can. That's not exactly been the mindset of emerging brands. You know, a lot of the places you've worked in the past, it's about getting out there quickly, meeting new and emerging consumer needs. How are you bringing that mindset of getting out there quickly to meet emerging brands and consumer needs when you think about Kraft Heinz innovation strategy? I think there's a great connection in what you said on how CPGs behaved in the past and what emerging, you know, smaller firms, medium-sized firms, and more disruptive firms are doing. You know, the objective in, in both situations is to de-risk and to put out the best, biggest opportunity as quickly as possible. It's the process that needs to be different. And so at Kraft Heinz, you know, today, I just in the last month, I feel like we're at a really pivotal moment. You know, we've started to implement agile methodologies and take some of the digital solutions I talked about, like Craftomatic, to start to accelerate our ability to move through that pipeline. So that means we start to think about how we put those innovations and disruptions in front of consumers differently. It's not necessarily about a basis test or it's not necessarily about a focus group, but it's about putting that first minimum viable product in front of consumers to get their reaction as quickly as possible and take that data to continuously iterate and then use our scale when we have something to put it into the marketplace as, as far and wide as we can. When you think about getting those, uh, the products and you know, campaigns and everything else in front of your consumers, you mentioned earlier that I think it's six of your campaigns have ended up being on late night TV shows. You know, that's very uh, anti-traditional messaging, if you will. So how are you reframing what that go-to-market is and how you get exposures, consumers exposed to the brand? You know, it starts with the metrics, right? And I think there's a couple of things that we're trying to do in the company that change how our marketers look at what success looks like. And historically, you know, you might say, I have a division of what I expect to get out of my paid work, what I get out of my own work, what I get out of my earned work. And what we're trying to do is say, actually, what matters is, are you driving conversation and relevance with these brands, regardless of the media channel that you're in? And so that type of education and that approach, you know, we're thinking about not just bulk impressions, but the quality of engagements. And I, you know, I sort of reflect on some of the work that I had the good fortune of being a part of at, at White Claw. And the idea was if you could generate a billion memes that consumers were doing, then you were connected to culture and you were moving the brand forward through your consumers' conversation and their passion. And that's our job. And so, you know, reflecting that in late night TV, reflecting that in you know, conversations with consumers, that's, that's a critically, critically important for us. Yeah. If we look back over the last, you know, two years, um, you know, right around the time you joined the company, there was this resurgence of consumers seeking comfort. And, you know, there's not many brands more seeking comfort than the ones in your portfolio, things like Kraft Mac and Cheese, et cetera. As you think about us coming out of this post pandemic world, how do you retain those customers? Those ones that kind of went towards the safety and the comfort but now might be going back out again. I think there's a couple there's a couple elements to it. One is, you know, the occasions that shifted so dramatically and how can we innovate for the occasions that are going to come as we move back sort of into the new normal, so to speak. So if you take brands like Oscar Mayer and you think about the fact that early in the pandemic consumers, you know, we're buying bacon and cooking bacon for breakfast. And now we're going back to a place where maybe they're going back to an office and there's not that opportunity. But how do we create innovations, products, and solutions around breakfast that are related to the convenience that they're going to need connected to the brands that, you know, they've re-engaged with? 
The other element of it is that I think we're at a moment, and I think consumers are recognizing this, that comfort is an incredible integral part of wellness. So if you think about our campaign and our positioning on a brand like Kraft Mac and Cheese, you know, clearly it reached a whole different subset of consumers or whole different sets of consumers throughout the pandemic who were looking for comfort. And I think the realization is, as you, as you think about culture and society as a whole, that comfort is an incredibly important part of well-being. And so the new campaign on, on Kraft Mac and Cheese, Help Yourself, is really about reinforcing the fact that comfort is a part of our lives and that we should not reject it or use it only in times of stress. So as we move here into 2022 and you come up on your two-year anniversary with uh, Kraft Heinz, what are your top priorities for the year? I think there's, there's, there's four that I'm really passionate about. One, you know, how can we accelerate and drive our disruptive innovation and accelerate that into the marketplace so that people are seeing more from Kraft Heinz more frequently uh, at a success level that feels bigger than just a one-off, you know, sort of flavor extension. The second one is reinventing how we think about consumer engagement. Um, you know, I think we're scaling inside Kraft Heinz a internal agency focused on the consumer, focused on reacting, responding, and creating for them. So we're, we're building that muscle, and we're going to do that across our entire portfolio. There's a significant amount of work for us to do in, in reinventing our media and our approach to media. So as you think about all the things we spoke about, uh, personalization, doing so at scale, thinking about where it needs to go, whether it's a, a retailer placement, a social placement, because the full funnel can now be activated online. And, and we need to think about that and, and bring new muscles to bear. So that's a huge priority for me. And then the last one is really thinking about what the communities of the future are going to look like. How are we going to create connections with consumers differently than we have in the past? There's so many changes to privacy. There's so many changes to how consumers are engaging and where they want and what they want to share. So for us to create a community of food for our consumers around our brands is, is a huge opportunity as well. Well, I think that is a perfect note to kind of end the conversation on. So I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and share about the amazing journey that Kraft Heinz is on. Yeah, I really appreciate the time as well. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.